You are extensions of source energy, and you are here in these magnificent bodies, but your bodies have distracted you, for the most part, from who you really are. You are source energy. You are eternal beings. You are God force. You are that which you call God. This was Esther Hicks from the smash hit movie, The Secret. I've seen this amazing movie well over a hundred times and always return to its simple teachings when I need to remember that I am co-creating in my life. Sometimes it's so easy to forget. We are always manifesting our experience over and over and over. So what experience do you want to create for yourself? As I type this, I'm reminded again how truly powerful we are and simply how off path I know we can all get. Have you slowed down long enough to look around your life and do an inventory of what is present in your body, in your finances, in your heart, in your relationships, all aspects? We stay so damn busy at times in total autopilot and do not get present to what is most important, feeling good and being happy. The universe and manifestation are always working and always happening. Whether we remember or believe this or not, we are always creating. If something you want is slow to come to you, it can be for only one reason. You are spending more time focused upon its absence than you are about its presence. This quote from the teachings of Abraham and Esther Hicks, to this day, one of the most powerful books I have ever read Ask and it is given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. If you have not read this, do it now. It will change your life. This I know for sure. When you're visualizing, when you've got that picture playing out in, in your mind, always and only dwell upon the end result. The hows are the domain of the universe. It always knows the shortest, quickest, fastest, most harmonious way between you and your dream. If you turn it over to the universe, you will be surprised and dazzled by what is delivered to you. This is where magic and miracles happen. Here, Mike Dooley shares to focus on the end result and allow the how to find its way to you. Dr. Joe Vitale shares that this is where the magic and miracles happen. Deep in the trust and surrender, knowing it will happen and believing that to be true, it works every time, I promise you. When I manifest something I do not want, I become acutely aware of my laziness in thought and intention. One of the complaints about the book and movie The Secret was that they do not say to take action. I disagree completely. And in the movie, it says more than once to take inspired action. Inspired action is, as Esther Hicks says, alignment first, then action. Feel good first, then make a decision. The thing is this, without action, you will not get results. Without a sound mindset, you will not get the results you desire. So think for a second, what do you really want? I mean, really, really want. Are you clear? Are you totally clear? If not, I recommend you get very clear and specific in what you want and write it down. Shout it from the rooftop, tell your friends, share it on Facebook, get very serious about your desire and then totally release it to the universe and surrender. It will come in divine timing. This, I promise you, just trust. If you are not clear, you will manifest by default. And again, taking massive inspired action is key. As T. Har Becker says in the Millionaire Mind Seminar, you can't just meditate all day long and a bag of money will fall on your head. 
<laughs> you see, you must take action too. Of course, meditation is a very powerful tool to help activate certain aspects of your brain, but you must take action. My dad passed in four short months after he was given up to a year to live. This shook me to my bones. I simply was not ready for him to pass on. How could a man who worked out every day before sunrise lose his strength and mind so damn quickly? Gone. The blessing that came from this was massive emotional pain, then massive financial pain as the world economy vaporized a year later. Then massive physical pain with a bulge disc in my lumbar debilitating me for years. And the reason I say blessing here is that my entire identity of who I was burned to the ground. I was very proud of my physical strength and financial house. I was living life wide open, had beautiful cars, motorcycles, homes, and was traveling the world. So often we need massive lessons of losing everything we once knew, a true dark night of the soul, to find what is most important for us. Mortality was the greatest teacher for me. I prayed that not everyone needs to experience this much grief to make the necessary shifts to co-create a more meaningful life. Unfortunately, most do. Asking for my purpose to show up with the level of intensity of my asking after my dad died accelerated it tenfold. As Esther Hicks shared above, I was very focused on what I wanted even while in my deep grief. As much as I was focused on the grief and loss of my father, I was more certain that I wanted to be used as a vessel of service to humanity, and it was time. As James Redfield says, author of another one of my all-time favorite books and movies, The Celestine Prophecy, where attention goes, energy flows. Where intention goes, energy flows. Hundreds of hours planning events, bringing in well-known speakers, marketing the Dickens out of it, attracting major media outlets over and over, and emceeing every event with up to 200 people in the audience. These were good times. As I write this podcast script for my homie Andy Dooley, focused on manifesting, it is incredible to reminisce this chapter of my life. This was a pivotal time. So much transpired in five years. Almost 200 live events, thousands of participants, major breakthroughs for many, including myself. What a ride. It was in the face of mortality that I woke up and begged the universe to show me my purpose. Thank you, Father, for bringing me into this earthly plane and passing on, working your magic through the ethers. For it was in your passing in my deep grief that my purpose was shown, the birthing of the Law of Attraction Center, Orange County. And remember this, you are always creating each and every moment, even in deep grief, you are creating. So I ask you, what do you want to create in your experience? In Washington, D.C., the so-called murder capital of the world, there was a big experiment in the summer of 1993 where 4,000 volunteers came from 100 countries to collectively meditate for long periods of time throughout the day. It was predicted in advance that with such a sized group, you'd have a 25% drop in violent crime as defined by the FBI in Washington that summer. Well, the chief of police went on television saying that, look, it's going to take two feet of snow to reduce crime by 25% in Washington, D.C. this summer. But by the end, the police department became a collaborator and author of this study because the results, in fact, showed a 25% drop in violent crime in Washington, D.C., which we could predict on the basis of 48 previous studies 
that had already been done on a smaller scale. This clip taken from my favorite documentary, What the Bleep Do We Know? And if you were skeptical at all, now do you believe that thoughts create things? Welcome to the Face Your Dragon podcast, where we help you, a messenger with a mission, leverage your fear to amplify your voice in the world. On the show, we open up the concept that what you are most afraid of and most resisting are the very things that will set you free. With courage, with clarity, with contribution, you can have it all. This show will engage in deep, enriching conversation with thought leaders, best-selling authors, celebrities, athletes, icons, and regular Joes who have faced their fear and are now using it to create impact in the world. I'm Brad Axelrad, and I'll be your host. The law of attraction played a huge role in my life for many years. I'm grateful to have done a deep dive with it and watched my life unfold in magical ways. This week's guest, Andy Dooley, is co-founder of Tut.com and is a law of attraction expert. He's developed a unique approach to teaching, speaking, and coaching, combining comedy with metaphysics and science, and travels the world leading workshops. He's the author of two books, Manifest and The 13 Biggest Manifesting Mistakes and How to Fix Them. He and his brother, Mike Dooley, created Notes from the Universe and built an over 700,000 person email list with these powerful notes. Pretty cool. Listen in as Andy shares some brilliance about keeping your vibe high to manifest with ease. Andy Dooley, it's great to have you on the Face Your Dragon podcast. Brother, what is shaking? Hey, Brad, thank you for bringing me in. I love being a part of this and uh, facing my dragons. Yeah, buddy. So let's jump right in. What have been some of the biggest dragons you've had to face? Oh, dude, let me tell you kind of a defining moment in my life where like I had been slayed by a dragon. (laughs) It was back in 2007 and I woke up in my bed and I was in insane lower back pain. Felt like I had a samurai sword in my lower back and I was terrified. And I heard your story listening to your previous podcast about you having the heart palpitations and you rushed to the hospital or the chest in your pain. Yeah, yeah. The uh, chest pain on the Miguel Ruiz episode. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I know you can relate and those listening can relate to that moment where, you know, something's happening in your body, you wake up or you're in an accident of some sort and you realize like, oh my God, this this could be life changing and altering. Am I going to live? So I woke up in my bed and I'm in this crazy, crazy pain, so much pain. I can't get out of bed. I, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, wait, this isn't right. You know, how, how did this, this doesn't make sense. So I have to like slide out of bed and I'm crawling. I'm on my hands and knees and it's still in so much pain and um, trying to make it to the kitchen because I needed water. I was incredibly dehydrated and normally I have water right next to my bed. So I'm trying. I'm in the middle of my house now on my hands and knees and I can't go any further. So I pull myself up. I'm sitting there in this chair. It's like six o'clock in the morning. I'm freaking out. My head's racing. I'm in pain. I'm like, what do I do? Do I call an ambulance? Do I call my brother? You know, I have roommates. You know, should I say something to one of them because they're asleep? And then just then I heard one of my roommates open his squeaky door on the other side of the house. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to come. And like, but it, it didn't want his help right then and there because I was sitting there completely naked in my house. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm like, I do not want to see my my roommate Jeff come around the corner and see me sitting in a chair at six o'clock in the morning completely naked. So I'm like, all right, 
you know, I'm still trying to figure out like what's happening to me. And I'm like, you know, of course I'm like, okay, Andy, just, you know, willpower, positive thinking, just get up, take two or three big steps and I'm in my bedroom. I can shut the door and fall on the floor, but I can't even do that. So, um, my brain asked a really good question at that time. It said, what's funny about this? <laughs> and immediately I got an answer. Nothing. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> right away. huh? Right away. Nothing. You're an idiot. And then I was like, no, I know there's something funny here. So I asked them again, I said, what could be funny? And I thought, I know when my roommate Jeff walks around the corner, I'm going to say, Hey, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> And um, I love it, brother. So now I'm laughing. I go from insane pain to laughter. And but now I, I can't laugh because it hurts to laugh. I mean, that's how much pain it was. You know, like laughing was painful. So I'm repressing a laugh. I'm sitting there like not knowing what to say or do. And then sure enough, Jeff comes walking around the corner and he's butt naked. He's naked. And I'm like, <laughs> what? That's awesome. Like, this is not happening. This is a nightmare. Because, see, he, he got up always really early because he was a substitute teacher at a school. So he'd get up early to be in class at 7. So he was going to the shower. I have a, a, a pool bath that he was going to that was on my side of the house. So anyway, he's he runs away. I'm just sitting there. He comes back. He gives me some painkillers. I explain what's going on. So now he's gone. I'm lying in bed in pain. I wake up after taking the painkillers and my life now is a train wreck. You know, I'm financially broke. I was heartbroken. I was in a relationship back then at that time and it didn't work out. So I was heartbroken. My back was broken, financially broke. My dreams crashed and burned that I was working on that time. I mean, I was in the lowest point of my life. And the big question that was running through my mind is like, how did this happen to me? Right? I mean, can you relate? Like, how did the, I'm a positive guy. How did this happen to me? It's not fair. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And the other thing I, I started doing was like, I was like, well, why? Do, I don't get this manifesting thing. Why does it work sometimes and then other times? And other times you're in the flow, you're in the vortex, things are just popping, it's effortless. Everywhere you go, it's a party. And then other times you're just sludging, trudging through crap to try to get anything to happen and like nothing's happening. Like, why is it such a mystery? So I recommitted myself right then and there to take the mystery out of manifesting because I realized there can be no mastery if it's a mystery. You can't master something if it's mysterious. There has to be a science. There has to be steps to consistent manifestation. So then I spent the next five years turning my life around, becoming a speaker and an author. And at the time I was not one of those. It was just a dream. It was like, oh, one day I'll be a speaker. One day I'll write a book. It's like, and I was like, am I kidding myself? I'll never do that. But little by little, you know, it, it became a reality. And now I get to travel the world speaking. Last year, I did 23 workshops, teaching vibration activation, teaching clients. I've spoken from Amsterdam to New Zealand, to Australia, all across the US and Canada. Yeah, brother, you're Dude. always on the move around the world, man. I don't know many people that bounce around as much as you. It's great. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's a dream come true living this life that I that I now get to live and and I'm still studying, I'm still learning and figuring out, deciphering, you know, like new tools and strategies. But in that process I came up with my program which is called Vibration Activation. 
Got it. So you're traveling, teaching manifestation. I mean, what did you, how did you kind of get to the place of understanding ma uh, manifestation at the level that you did? Yeah. So it was lots of studying and practicing trial and error. And one of the big things I uncovered, which people talk about it here and there, but I think a lot of people look over it, is our focus. Our focus is so vital to our ability to manifest successfully. And right now, everybody listening to this podcast and you know how our focus is under attack. We're just so bombarded because of technology. I do understand how much we are under attack. I mean, it's amazing what's going on in the world watching this Comey testimony today. And it's just remarkable how much we are, our attention is getting pulled in so many directions. So how do we maintain that clear focus to manifest? Because you bring up a really good point. If we're not very, very specific and clear on what we want and our brain kind of floats all over the place and we're not staying consistent in our thought vibration, we're probably going to manifest whatever our subconscious is the drum it's beating. So what's, what's your take on that? Yeah, absolutely. So to really fine tune your focus, which is your prefrontal cortex, one of the tools that I use and I have all my clients use it and I teach it in my workshops is just, you've heard it before. You're going to hear it again. Meditate, 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 meditate. Yes. That strengthens your prefrontal cortex and knowing, just knowing that what you focus on, you're going to feel and how you feel is how you attract. So for those of you listening to this podcast, that's a zinger. Write that down. Focus equals feeling and how you feel is how you attract. A lot of people think, you know, get caught up in the, well, I'm saying my affirmations and I'm thinking positive, but yet underneath it, they're really feeling frustrated. They're feeling like they don't have enough time. They're feeling, ugh. And that feeling is what you're attracting things into your life that are going to bring more reasons to go, ugh. <laughs> Without a doubt. And then they, they just keep showing up for you to play that sort of victim card like you were doing. Why me? Why me? How did this happen to me? I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm thinking positively. And that, bam, I just attracted another painful situation, another painful scenario so I can keep living out that victim cycle. Man, it's a, it's a doozy. I feel you. Yeah. And that leads right into the second thing to realize about the power of, of manifesting and focus and being a deliberate creator is um, like you just said, like you start to, you get in this spiral, downward spiral of telling yourself this story, right? We all have a story. We know this, but you know, that story is, you know, it doesn't work out or things always fall apart or I don't fit in or nobody understands me or, you know, and then now you're in that, that's your dominant train of thought. And so one of the tools I teach is um, you got to stop that negative train of thought because it keeps derailing your life. And the phrase, I give people wristbands and stickers and uh, I have all kinds of things I give people in my workshops. I give people a wristband that says, stop, cancel, clear, get the fear out of here. Oh, that's really good. Say that again, brother. Stop, cancel, clear, get the fear out of here. <laughs> that's good. Tell us how it works, man. Yeah. So when you catch yourself getting on that negative train of thought, I don't have time for this and it's not working and it's not going fast enough and I'm lonely. I don't fit in. You got to catch yourself. That's you, You're consciously running that program and so many of us do it for so long that it's just running all the time. You got to 
Be aware when it gets really loud. And then you got to say, stop, cancel, clear. I will not live in fear because you're living in fear. You're running that same program over and over. So you say, stop, cancel, clear, get the fear out of here. Then you got to go right to a question because what happens when you ask a question, you come back into your prefrontal cortex and now you're not in the fight or flight mode, not in your lizard brain anymore, just running the old lizard brain pattern. You come to the prefrontal cortex and you ask this question. It's backed by science. It will instantly shift your focus and vibe, right? Your focus. What am I grateful for or what can I be grateful for in this moment? Now, because I've coached so many clients, I know that what the, the oftentimes the immediate response is nothing. I'm not grateful. Nothing's working out. So you got to go, what could I be grateful for? I know there's something I could be grateful for. And the more you practice gratitude and appreciation, the more it's a muscle. It gets stronger. So you'll go, okay, right now I'm really frustrated with this X, Y, Z thing. Okay, what am I grateful for? wow, I'm grateful that I get to work on this project. I'm grateful that I have a book out there that's reaching people. I'm grateful that, you know, I have uh, family and friends, that I live in Colorado. You know, there's so many things you can immediately change your focus to to get you back into the prefrontal cortex where you can focus on solutions instead of problems. Got it. So that fight, flight, or freeze mechanism, we talk about that a lot on the Face Your Dragon podcast. And, you know, it's... Such a sneaky bugger when it's not. I mean, it's it's sneaky in the sense that it's always there. We're always sort of kind of deflecting the the possibility that that survival mechanism. It's always a little bit there. That sort of subterranean fear, but it can be, of course, ignited in a situation that pumps us into that adrenalized state of fight, flight, or freeze. So it's interesting to hear what you're saying. Focusing on staying in a state that will get you to that vibration, so you can manifest. It's brilliant. So you and your brother, Mike Dooley, uh, and he was in The Secret, one of my favorite movies. I've watched that probably 150 times. <laughs> All <laughs> like right. Just, just regular, I mean, for years, just, and I pray that everybody watches it. If you haven't seen it in a while, I'd recommend you go check it out again. So you guys created a pretty cool thing. Tell us about what you guys created over there. Yeah. So uh, Mike, my brother, and my mom, we started back in 1989 selling t-shirts out of a push cart. I was the artist, my mom was the CPA, and my mother was a referee, meaning that she was always breaking me and Mike up from fighting and arguing about <laughs> the price of t-shirts and that design sucks, no one's going to buy it. Yes, they will. It's awesome. No, they won't. Um, yeah, so we started out out of a push cart selling t-shirts and we had a really successful run. We did it for 10 years and we used these principles before it was even called law of attraction. You know, we were reading, you know, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and Creative Visualization and all these books and taking turns working the push cart. We worked seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. And, you know, we it was, it was tough going in the beginning, but because we visualized and said affirmations and took massive action, we were just so gung-ho you know, we met the right people at the right time. We got in the right stores. And by the end of our third year, we grossed over a million dollars selling t-shirts. Jesus, dude, that's amazing. With a push cart though, is that all? Tell me what that looks like. What is a push cart? <laughs> yeah. So there was the only like retail place in Orlando. It was called uh, Church Street Station. And it was downtown. It was all these shops and entertainment. Basically, they were they would like, okay, we'll take your money because we tried to get in all the hot spots like the Florida Mall and they were like, no, we don't want any more push carts and T-shirts. So we literally had a cart 
you know, it used to be a luggage cart for a train station. They turned it into a push cart. We rented it. And we were in this back alley in the train depot where we literally put our T-shirts in there and displayed them. And so we went from a push cart to a small retail store, which is like 400 square feet. And we had sales reps and we were doing wholesale. So that's how we were able to get the numbers bigger by selling wholesale to other stores around the world. Interesting, man. I didn't know the whole backstory to the next story we'll talk about. I had no idea you guys started off with t-shirts. So then then what? You thought, boy, we need to get online? I mean, what was the next step from that? Yeah. Then, um, so we had a successful run we, for 10 years. You know, we had, at one point, we had five retail stores all in Orlando, Florida wow. selling t-shirts. We had, a, I think, a thousand square warehouse at least 5,000. So anyway, we were packing and shipping orders. We had full-time packers and shippers. We had full-time managers and staff. And I mean, we were we were going full guns selling t-shirts. But then in the year 2000, the industry changed with t-shirts and the design. And we've been doing it for 10 years. We're like, we've, uh, you know, enough's enough. Like Mike was now dreaming of being an author one day. And I was you know, figured, okay, I'm going to go be a DJ. And then one week I'm going to, so I'm like on this, like, I don't know what I'm doing. One week I'm going to be a DJ. The next week I'm moving to New York city. I'm going to be a fine artist. The next week I'm going to design type fonts. The next week I'm going to go to Key West and just drink margaritas. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. So then we liquidate everything. We, we walk away with a nice chunk of change and there's this new thing called the internet and everyone's talking about the internet. And so my brother Mike said, you know, I, 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 he now became a writer. He started writing thoughts on T-shirts and people really liked them. And so he started sending out an email once a week called a Monday Morning Motivator to – he had we had collected 300 emails in the store. And this was, you know, AOL, those kind of emails. And he started writing Monday Morning Motivators. And I was like, yeah, good luck with that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That'll never work. Yeah, right. <laughs> A Monday morning motivator, and I came up with the name. Okay, well, here's the 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 nugget. One day he's writing one, and he writes, "Attention, attention! This is the universe. We just wanted you to know that today we are recording your every thought, word, deed, and action, and we're going to play it back to you at a later date as a manifestation." Brilliant. Thank you for your time, the universe. Totally brilliant. And so when he wrote the universe, this is attention, the universe, and he said, you know. Thanks, the universe. He thought, wow, just an idea. Just a, what if these were all written from the perspective of the universe? He was like, well, that would make it better. That would make it, it wouldn't be Mike Dooley, because who the hell is Mike Dooley? Nobody knows who Mike Dooley is. But if it's the universe saying, hey, you rock, hey, dreams come true, hey, we're working on things for you, he's like, well, that would open up, you know, just a whole other possibility. It would give me a specific filter and a focus and a perspective. So then he thought, okay, well, I'll give it a try. And then in the beginning, it would take him six hours to write one note. Six hours. <laughs> How long are these notes, dude? Because I, I don't remember them being that long, some of them. No, but they're that short, but they're that good. <laughs> well said. Tell us about the philosophy there, but keep going. This yeah. is great. Yeah. So yeah, you can read the note in, you know, five seconds or 20 seconds, you know, a long one's like 20 seconds, you know, you're done. But usually they're, they're pithy, but it just, he had like, if he's like, cause in his mind, he's like, if I'm the universe writing you a note, like it's gotta have the weight and that insight and that clarity 
that like a channel or the universe perspective would have. So it's got to be good. And then a lot of them have like a hook at the end, you know, like you read the PS and it's like, oh, that's such a good hook, you know? So it would take him six hours to write one, four hours, five hours. Now today he can write a note, you know, within an hour or 20 minutes. Sometimes it might, can take him an hour and a half. So now he's writing these notes and it's building momentum. People are sharing them and people are loving them. And, you know, and now he's building his list. He's, and this was before people were even knew to build a list. You know, it was like he just stumbled into it. Yeah. What, what year was that that he started again? In 2000. Oh, geez. That was way before lists. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, he would send out, you know, now his list was like 400 emails. Like it would crash. His Microsoft Outlook would just crash. Like it couldn't handle it. <laughs> so funny. So, so I mean, now uh, you guys are traveling the world. Is he still doing workshops and things? And I mean, what, what do you guys, how is all of this working together is what I think I'm asking. Okay. Yeah. It's unbelievable how it's all come together. So now today, like, man, it, it, it's a dream come true. Twice a year, Mike and I do a Tut Wow Tour. So we go to two cool exotic locations twice a year, one in the spring and one in the fall. This year, we went to Tahiti in the spring. And in the fall, we're going, to, we're going on safari in Africa. And we spend a week in these cool locations. And me and Mike in the morning, we do Tut Talks. So Mike talks one morning for about an hour. I talk the next morning for about an hour. And then all of us go out and we have an adventure. We explore, you know, the cool exotic location that we're in. And then we party at night and we wake up and do it all over again. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. I mean, you guys were lucky to build. I mean, let's talk about the list build. Just let's go back to that. Because I know getting people to these exotic events can sometimes be a challenge, but you guys have such a, just a rabid following and a huge list that was created from this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike now has 795,000 subscribers. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, 7,950 is big. 79,000 is big. <laughs> right? That's right? incredible. I know. Wow. Yeah. So let's talk manifestation. Give us, give us a clear path to manifestation. What, what happens and how do you do it? Okay. I'll give you four words. And I want the listener, whoever's listening to this, to write this ship down. Four words that really can transform everything you know about manifesting and make it simple and easy. The four words are feeling first, manifestation second. Feeling first, manifestation second. So to kind of dissect that and break that down, what that means is ultimately, I know you know this, Brad, and that we're all ultimately after a feeling, right? That feeling when your podcast hits number one, that feeling when the book launches, that feeling when you're in love with your soulmate, you know, that feeling when you catch a killer wave, you know, and you're riding it, right? We all after that feeling of making a difference, love, growth, contribution, partying, right? But what we do is we get so caught up in reality and it's not happening, it's not happening quick enough, right? That's the biggest thing. It's not happening quick enough. And so that creates a feeling of frustration and a feeling of I should be doing more when actually you should be doing less. You got to be doing more of the feeling, feeling, feeling. You got to feel as if you're already that person living that dream and you got to 
be consistent. That's the key thing because throughout the day, you know, you have your morning routine. So you're feeling it in the morning. Then you get into the day. Then something goes wrong. The internet goes out. You stub your toe. So the feeling starts to go away and reality kind of consumes you. And that's when you got to get back into that feeling of I'm on my path. Things are working out for me. And just practice staying in that good feeling consistently. And then the manifestations have to happen because the universe knows what you want. It's just waiting for you to get out of the damn way so it can give it to you. So true. So how do we get out of our own way? Because that's the key. You know, we can, I was just writing the JP Sears script and I was talking about spirituality from the perspective that spirituality isn't something we do or something we be or something we become. We don't become spiritual. You know, he's the ultra spiritual guy, 250 million views of all of his videos. Like that's a huge fee in, in a couple years. I mean, it's not more than like two or three years, but the point is this, like, we, we don't become spiritual. We don't, we don't do spirituality. Same with manifestation. We just need to remove all the stuff in the way so that we're a clear channel for it, right? Absolutely, yeah. You, we've asked. The universe said yes, and it's like, we're waiting. Come on, get out of the, your own way. So the way, the way to get into the receiving mode and allow, allow your desires to come is to enjoy the meantime. You know, it's one of the biggest things I harp on my clients and myself. So my phrase is, if you enjoy the meantime, it will be a short time. If you do not enjoy the meantime, it will be a long time. (laughs) So good, dude. Say that one again. That's really good. Okay. If you enjoy the meantime, it will be a short time. If you do not enjoy the meantime, it will be a long time. <laughs> so good, dude. Okay, so the meantime is the in-between time. It's the, what is it, after the ecstasy, the laundry. It's, what is that saying? Once enlightened, chop wood. After enlightened, chop wood. Right, the saying is, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water, update your Facebook status. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so what is the meantime? Let's talk about that. Yeah, you like you said, the meantime is doing the laundry. The meantime is just the, the day-to-day stuff, even, you know, putting together the podcast. I, I know the work that goes behind that, you know, editing the recording, putting up the images, you know, putting it in the queue, you know, emailing it out to the list, promoting it, you know, enjoying all that, the nitty-gritty stuff rather than – because a lot of us want to curse it and, God, I hate this and can't wait to get bigger so someone else can do this. It's like, you got to enjoy it. You got to make the best of it and just be just that feeling of, man, I'm alive. Like you were talking with the Don Miguel podcast, you know, his heart surgery and how so many people don't get a tomorrow. So many millions of people right now don't even know that they're, they're not going to get a tomorrow. Like, whoa, like you're, you got today. Like, so you got to really come back to that just so happy to be alive and that I can have ideas and I'm working on my book, my business, my podcast, my videos that, you know, that, that you have things that you can do. That's well said, brother. I mean, anytime I've spent time with you, you've always been really happy and positive. Even if I'm in a dark place and I'm kind of dragging around, you're still like, you know what? I'm going to stay in this vibration. I'm going to stay in this frequency. It's all good, Brad. I feel where you're at, but but let's go here, you know? So it's good. <laughs> you're, you're pulling yourself and others up with you. It's really amazing. What would you say is the the sort of tool or mechanism to shift? Like what's the pattern interrupt when you notice you're in a negative attraction sort of vibration or frequency? How do you pivot from being in that dark 
sad, horrible place to being in a better frequency. Okay, so first, just acknowledge that just because you're in a negative, sad place, whatever it might be, it is what it is. You, that's where you're at. So just acknowledge you know, your emotions are working and it's letting you know you're out of alignment. That's why you're feeling the negative emotion. So then it's making a conscious choice. Uh, okay, I've had enough. Like, I'm ready to feel better now. So you could say, you know, stop, cancel, clear. I will not live in fear. Or you can say, stop, cancel, clear. Bring that margarita over here. <laughs> okay. And then be like, all right. So this is where uh, step two of vibration activation comes in. This is where you tell the transition story. So one of the things I found by by so many great speakers and authors who I love and admire, they all fell short. And this is like one of the, the nuggets that I kind of uncovered and then it helped me turn my life around and my clients turn their life around is by telling the transition story. Because we've all heard, hey, tell a new story, right? You got the old story, you're struggling, you're the victim, nothing works out. Then you come home from the workshop and you say, I'm going to tell a new story. I'm a money magnet. I love money and money loves me. I'm an abundant child of the universe. And your brain says, bullshit, you are broke. So it's too big of a jump. You can't go from the old to this radical, new, bright and shiny story. You got to tell the transition story of how things are beginning to work out for you. So the three key words for the transition story are beginning, becoming, and allowing. Because when your brain hears it and you hear, I'm beginning to believe in myself. I'm beginning to pick up the pieces. I'm beginning to move forward. I'm beginning to believe in my dreams. I'm becoming more confident. I'm becoming more focused. I'm becoming more courageous. I'm allowing the universe to guide me. I'm allowing myself to have fun. I'm allowing things to come to me. I'm allowing my creativity to flow. So you, you say that for 68 seconds, get on the bliss train for 68 seconds and tell the transition story of how things are working out. Things are coming together. You're in the right place at the right time. Your brain and your vibration, your brain says yes and your vibration starts to rise and now you're rewiring your brain. Neuroplasticity is coming in. These new thoughts are firing and wiring so they become the dominant program software that's running your brain. So good, man. You know, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, Andy, but I, I ran the Law of Attraction Center in Orange County for years. Right. Hundreds of events and brought all these th leaders in that would speak about this. We are constantly in this in this conversation with the secret and quantum physics and what the bleep do we know and ask and it is given, of course, <clears throat> Abraham. And, you know, I'm being so reminded of the possibility to sort of not fake it before you make it, but you're just saying it's not about affirmations. It's about saying things and feeling it and saying them and feeling and just, and you're, you're right. Your ship will slowly rise with the tide if you can continually say it over and over and over repetitively, but not like some rote routine. Like I think that was uh, James Arthur Ray who said that in The Secret. He said, you know, not like this rote routine I do, but actually feel it and embody it. Man, you're, you're just reminding me of the movie so much again. It's great. Yeah. So it's not fake it till you make it. It's what's the distinction there, brother? Let everybody know that small distinction between pretending and actually sort of doing it to raise your vibrations. Yeah. So it's it's knowing the power of the brain and, and really you're, you're utilizing neuroplasticity. So you're wiring this new thoughts. And so those new thoughts become much easier to access and because every thought has vibrating energy and has attraction power, the more you think that thought, I'm on the path, things are beginning to work out for me, I'm beginning to dream big again, I'm beginning to believe in myself, when you say it and feel it, you start to wire that in and 
you know, you can do it deliberately for like where you want to go, but you can also just bring yourself into the present moment and feel gratitude for this moment and just focus on everything that's already good in your life. Another tool I use, it's called That's Right. And so you get two people and you go back and forth starting each sentence with the words, that's right. So you, uh, an example would be, that's right, I'm on the podcast. And you'd say, that's right, you're on my podcast. That's right, you're growing your podcast. <laughs> and then, yeah, let's, let's, let's do that's right back and forth on just what's happening in this moment. Just short, easy sentences back and forth. So that's right, I'm on your podcast. That's right, Andy, you are. It's amazing. It's going really well. That's right. We're slaying some dragons. <laughs> We're facing and slaying dragons and many are served. You bet. That's right. People are going to benefit from this. I agree completely. Oh, this feels really good, dude. I got to say, I, I will stay in character. You're, yeah, they're going to benefit. Yes. <laughs> That's right. You are putting out good vibes. <laughs> I am putting out good vibes. Thanks for reflecting that. That's right. You're you're living in Costa Rica. Andy, I, I love it in Costa Rica, brother. I'm so excited to go back to the States soon for summer. That's right. You, you, look, you got something to look forward to. <laughs> I do have something to look forward to. It's true. That's right. People are going to email you and thank you for what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, a lot of emails come in. That's true. That does happen a lot. Yes. That's right. You're on your path. I'm totally on my path. Thanks for, thanks for noticing. You're on your path, Andy. That's right. So see, we're holding a positive focus, right? Because we go back to what's one of our biggest problems is lazy and lousy focus. Mm. And so by making a list of that's right sentences, I do it in my journal or I'll email my clients or I've got a vibe tribe. And so I'll post, you know, that's right sentences and I'll say reply with three to five that's right sentences. And so it's a focusing tool to help you rewire your brain so you can get on the bliss train rewire your brain and get on the bliss train. I love that, dude. Yeah. All right. What are you up to in the world right now? What's your, what's your most current exciting thing you want to share with, with everybody? Yeah, I am working on a meditation visualization app. Wow. So iTunes, Android, what, what's that going to look like? It's probably going to, you know, the guy I'm working on it said, you know what, right now, iTunes and Android, I mean, it'll, it'll work on your iPhone or Android, but putting it in the store, it's like so overwhelming right now. And there's so many loops and things you got to jump through. So just having it available on a, on a web-based platform, but yet you can download the button and have it on your phone. So I'm probably not going to go through the app store right away. I have I don't even have it out yet. I'm I'm recording the visualizations and meditations now. But I just want to bring a fun approach to meditation, you know, demystify meditation and visualization. I want to make it fun. I want to get get people into the feeling cuz it's feeling first manifestation second. So that's what I'm working on. I'm going to also be working on a new video series. So yeah, I've got some cool things in the works. It's beautiful, brother. Where does everybody find you? andydooley.com or you, I've got videos on YouTube. Just type in Andy Dooley on the search engine and you can watch any of my hundreds of videos on you know manifesting, visualization, uplift you, really fun. Uh, you're always making the coolest videos, dude. And you are you still doing the editing on those? Oh yeah, yeah, I love oh, it. That's amazing. I know you're such an artist that way and I've always been so impressed with the, the creativity you get there. It's really, really neat. Cool, man. So what's, yeah, what's one final thing you really want to share that and, and really get in in the bones and in the frequency of everybody listening? What is that? I would say, listen, no matter where you're at, no matter how good your life is or how hard it might be right now, I want you to know it's never too late. 
You know, it's never too late to box up that old story and put it in a crate. It's never too late to clean the slate. And it's never too late to become and do something great. I love I love the rhyming because it's fun. It's it feels good. It's memorable. It's uh, repeatable, right? It's shareable. Yeah. Oh, Woo. Wow. <laughs> Brother, it's been so much fun having you. I, I have, when I'm in these interviews, I'm always scanning for what's the theme. What am I going to write about and sort of pre-contextualize on these podcasts? And there's so many cool things that downloaded on this. Some of them I'm struggling going, gosh, what am I going to pull in? What what other audio clips? What video clips? And I just, there's just so much I can bring in. So it's really great, man. And it's, uh, it's bringing me back to my roots of producing hundreds of events, uh, discussing the law of attraction and it was a, it was a chapter that seemed so long ago, you know, it was back almost 10 years ago. Right. So thank you for that. I'm really grateful for that. Feels good. Yeah. And Hey, if any listeners want to go, um, a special offer, you know, if you like the tools I shared vibration activation, I have an audio program over nine hours. It's a home study course. You hear people go through the process and you go to my website. I'll give you 50% off. So when you go to check out, Normally, it's a $147 program. You type in the word gratitude and then five zero, gratitude five zero, and you get 50% off anything in my shop, audio programs, art prints, whatever you want. Brilliant, brother. Brilliant. That's a, that's a great way to end. Andy, thank you, brother. I'm just so grateful to have you and, and look forward to uh, sharing more. Let's keep this vibration high. And what's a closing quote that you say? Or what's one little thing? You got so many of these good things. What is it, dude? Spit it out. I know you got something. Um, I want to go back to feeling first, manifestation second. Like, <laughs> don't forget whatever you want. Start feeling it now as much as consistently as you can. And the manifestation has to come. And then just enjoy the meantime. It's all it's coming. That's beautiful, brother. You're right. We got to hold our attention, guys, and hold our attention and meditate. That's what I got from this. So thanks again, brother. Really grateful you came and, and uh, graced us with your brilliance on the podcast today, bro. Thank you, Brad. It's a privilege, man. Woo. Loved it. <laughs> See you soon, man. Okay. Bye. I want to thank our guest for sharing his heart and brilliance with us. Thank you, Andy Dooley. We're all so grateful for your contribution to the world. You can find out more about Andy at andydooley.com. And as we dive deeper into facing your dragon, I want to offer the opportunity for you to discover the number one hidden fear stopping you from earning what you're worth. Be sure to take the one minute quiz at couragequiz.com. And if there's something here I mentioned that you want to review again, keep in mind we keep all the notes for you, including links to everything we talked about today. You can find the show notes for this episode at faceyourdragon.com forward slash episode 017. And finally, I would like to invite you to subscribe and leave a five-star review for the Face Your Dragon podcast by visiting faceyourdragon.com forward slash subscribe. Be sure to share this episode with your tribe on social media if it was useful for you. We'd love that. And join our conversation in the Face Your Dragon Facebook group as we talk about your greatest fears being the very thing that will set you free. Tune in to episode 18 because I'll be talking with Jim Carrey's former executive director of his philanthropic organization, John Jolifi. Jim founded the Better You Foundation based on John's recommendations in 2005. It addresses global food security by supporting the system of rice intensification, or SRI. 
SRI is a sustainable agricultural methodology which significantly increases rice productivity, allowing farmers to go to market with their rice and earn a better living for their families. We also discuss how fear can be a big motivator in your life if you just allow it to be, and a lot more. This incredible being and many more on the Face Your Dragon podcast. See you on the next show. And remember, when you face your dragon and take the leap, you will break free.